0: Do, do do bag of cans do, do 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 bag of cans yellow card there's a goal do, 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 bag of cans.
1: Can we agree for you never to do that ever again <laughs>
0: mate it was just a placeholder it was just a placeholder right welcome to bag of cans uh this is a podcast with two mates probably talk to each other too much as it is just recording our ramblings a bit about football a bit about boxing about anything else that's piqued our interest this week. And I made a nonsense. Yeah, have a bit of a catch-up. We haven't spoken in, what, like an hour? Two hours? How you doing, <laughs> mate?
1: <is> <laughs> How you doing, Tom? You okay? I'm good, mate. I'm tired, but I'm good. I actually feel like I've earned uh, my wage this week, so. You've actually been grafting a bit, haven't you? Absolutely grafting my bollocks off this week. When I say grafting my bollocks off, that's probably like a normal human's that's just that just, a morning just for been, me. Just been to work, yeah. yeah. I drink? do more work in a day than you do in a in a week. And that's just a straight fact. Come on, let's be honest. Right, we'll move on from that.
0: What are you drinking?
1: What am I drinking? Uh, this is called Metamorphosis. It's an Indian pale ale. You'll be able to say that after a 7%. few of them,
0: won't
1: Meta- you? Oh, no, no, I said it wrong. Metamorphosis. It is absolutely shocking not good no not good at all too strong you don't need a beer that's 6.7% do you well 5% it's
0: then, sometimes though mate you, some of the best strong ones you can't tell are that strong
1: which is dangerous territory to get involved in but it's true yeah I guess so I just think 5% is all you need you don't need anything more and you can just taste the taste the strength of it too much when it's anything but particularly over 6 Is there's no need is there yeah I know what you mean mate in my opinion
0: I've actually scribbled well, who down... Who
1: cares about my opinion? Go on, carry on. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, some people hopefully care about it, mate. Well,
0: no one will be listening, but...
1: <laughs> I can almost guarantee that nobody cares about my opinion, but yeah, we move. True.
0: Right, I've scribbled down a few things to talk about this week, but before we get into that... Preparation,
1: nine-tenths of the law.
0: You know it. But we started <laughs> last week with my story of someone pissing in a park. Now, when I told yeah. that story, I didn't think that park stories were going to actually become a regular feature. But you mentioned, I mean, you just gave me the headline. I didn't want you to tell me the full story until we had some recordings in front of us.
1: This was probably, this is what, like three days ago now. And I still don't think I'm over it. So I go for a walk every day after work. So this is about five o'clock. Which bear in mind now, it doesn't get dark until, well, it's currently 20 to six and it's still light outside. So this is still broad daylight. Middle of March, so it's like five degrees outside. And there's where I walk, there's like a field slash path that goes between a house and estate. Anyone that knows the Arrow Pub knows exactly where I mean. There's a bench at the bottom of this path that is literally on a main road, like main road, five o'clock, rush hour traffic, as much as rush hour traffic you get locked down. Anyway, got my tunes in, listening to a bit of, you know, Harry Styles, sign of the times, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's these, like, what well, I can only describe them as, like, moshers. Like, you know the type when you see them, just, like, yeah, you know. Anyway, they're sat on this bench, and they've got, like, two coats over them. I just think, yeah, pretty cold. Just before White you go outfit. on, were you, were you dressed in your full chava outfit, like usual? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, of course. Sure. We digress. Um, but, yeah, they've got coats over their lap, but, like, just T-shirts on. I'm like, surely... They're better served like on like normal coats rather than over your knees. You've got trousers on, presumably. Well, little did I know. (laughs) So I'm walking past, and they're like face to face. I'm like, oh, maybe I don't know, having a chat. Whatever you do, an apartment, normal people. Closer you get, you realise that they're like touching faces, but not kissing. I'm like, right, what igloo kissing, little
0: noses?
1: Yeah, little like noses. But then the closer I get. The only movement that I can describe underneath these coats that are over their laps likens to one of someone that's having a panic attack and is blowing in and out of a paper bag type <laughs> thing. So it's like, someone's, it's like someone's punching these coats, but I'm like, punching she's punching his out. dick. Nah, surely she's not punching his dick. That'd be really silly. And then I get close enough to see the faces and this girl's face is like, this geezer's doing something that she's really enjoying. Eyes rolling and back. Eyes rolling back, mouth wide open. And then they just awkwardly realized that I'm walking past. And you stopped. And them I ruling. half like, I half like looked back over my shoulder and thought, no, nah, I really shouldn't look and just walked straight past. And then looked back when I was about 10 yards ahead and they'd both gone to like separate sides of the bench. <laughs> they were obviously so embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, but they must have been like, I don't know, 17 maybe? That's quite old to be getting fingered in a park. I never did any fingering on parks at any age. Never mind seventeen. I, I, I don't think I. Please, nobody come forward and say otherwise.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. Don't I don't think I ever did.
1: But I wouldn't like to think so.
0: Well, I'm, it's part of life, I guess. I don't think there's anything massively against fingering in parks when you're that age, but that does seem maybe not in
1: like the middle of March when it's three degrees and
0: oh, well, when's the perfect time of year to be fingered in a park?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Like summer, sun going down is it dusk or dawn dusk Dusk's the evening yeah nice sunset maybe ideally somewhere that's not on a main road maybe not in arnold which is full of lovely people
0: yeah well we could have a whole new episode on that couldn't we like when's the best time to be fingered in a
1: park park fingering
0: park fingering
1: i reckon (laughs) i could get some of my mates on and maybe pros at fingering in parks i reckon they still do it now that says an awful lot about you and your mates well, oh, not about me. Just my mate. Well, maybe I. Well, you're the mates, moment, mate, aren't you? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they're
0: not fingering you. Uh,
1: <laughs> but we're gonna. Like I go to the park pretty much every
0: day. I'm gonna have to start taking a notepad because I'm getting. A, we're getting a lot more material
1: out of parks than I was expecting. Hundred percent, mate. It's impre- parks is obviously where it's at in lockdown. No one's got anywhere else to go. My park was busy when I went the weekend. Anyway, let's not get too much into
0: parks. Football.
1: No, let's not.
0: Let's talk some football. Let's do some of that.
1: I don't like football, mate. No, it's a bit shit, at the minute, isn't it? But you just, I, so you watched Liverpool Chelsea last night. I did. Did you? You watch? know how we said last week? You know how we said last week that I ninety nine percent of football matches I don't watch from start to finish. Yeah, because I knew that we were recording this today. I watched that whole game from start to finish, every single minute of it. I I turned it on at
0: about fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. I saw the disallowed Chelsea goal which is ridiculous for me. We'll get into that in a bit more in a sec. And then I went and did the washing up, which was loads better, <laughs> to be yeah. honest, than watching the game. Oh, mate, 100%. That's some good music on, cleaning some dishes, hey-ho. Hey. But, I mean, the VAR at the minute, that Liverpool-Chelsea, have you seen the handball in the Fulham-Tottenham game?
1: Yeah, I saw it. I I didn't watch the game and I haven't watched highlights of the game, but but I saw it on Twitter. His arms are literally stapled to his side. What can you do? I saw Scott Parker come out afterwards and say... Oh, it's brilliant what he said. Brilliant. We'll
0: get into his rant as well, but what he said about that specific decision was, although he thinks the decision is bullshit, he agrees that
1: it's by the letter of the law. Sure. Because you can't blame referees, and you can't blame the people that are behind VAR. Well, you can Some blame them you for the inconsistency. I, I, I don't think you can for that handball, because if they're doing the law, they're doing the law. I suppose well, you could say the same about the offside still. But they're still just following the law, aren't they? Like, When have you ever known rules be just chopped and changed in the middle of a season before? Like, that this ha- Hasn't there been like four different handball rules this year? Listen, in the last five years or so, Handball rule, the offside rule. It
0: seems it seems to change every, well, every year maybe. Whereas ten years ago, I don't remember this ever happening. You just had the rule, and you know what? Sometimes it went against you. Sometimes it went. And because for we it. didn't,
1: we didn't used to put a micro, uh, microphone. Put a, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> microscope. <laughs> we didn't used to put a microscope over every single phase of playing football than we do now. And there's five billion cameras everywhere. I mean, there's always been loads of cameras, but. Like Scott, but I know we're going to go on to Scott Parker's rant. Right, do it now. Get on to it. it. He just says, if you haven't listened to it, go on. In, I saw it on um, that offside Instagram. page. And, and
0: this called. isn't his first one about
1: VAR either. He's been pretty consistent about this. As a side point, have you seen when his rants get turned into street songs? I fucking love them. <laughs> Absolutely love them. <laughs> Unbelievable. He loves it as well. It's almost like
0: it rivals um, Charlie Austin over park life.
1: Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. No, but he was saying that every single phase of play in football now has to be controlled to the nth degree. There is no... It's exactly like he says. No one celebrates goals anymore. Nobody... There's no excitement. Well, of course, there's no fans in grounds at the minute in the Premier League. But me and all of my close mates, we support, aside from you and DP, but we all support kind of championship and lower teams. And we're loving football at the minute. Like, it's brilliant. There's loads of championship football on the telly, which is great. Premier League football, it's finished, mate. dead like, at the minute. There's no entertainment. The big teams have got unbelievable players and they're all shocking. Like, really, really bad. Timo Werner. How good was he at Leipzig? I feel sorry I for that. Like, like, I feel sorry oh, mate, I do feel. I saw his interview the other day when he said that maybe if I'd taken some of these chances, the old manager would still be in a job. <laughs>
0: No, it's, just, it's not wrong, is, yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean, mate. The, the standard of football at the minute doesn't seem great. The standard of the VAR stuff is, it's doing my fucking tits in. That Fulham, the Fulham-Tottenham one, ridiculous. Liverpool-Chelsea offside, fine if it's by the letter of the law, but that, that's not what you want to see in football. There was the United-Chelsea one where there was a potential penalty. I didn't actually really see it, so I'm always happy when United don't get a decision, but... Either way, I haven't really seen it, but it sounds like that is, should be a penalty maybe. And it's not just about consistency. It is about quality of decisions, but, but the consistency issue for me comes into is, it a lot.
1: For me, and any football fan will know the exact same, if you can look at a game of football or an incident completely objectively, you don't support either team. If you see a handball incident, you know 100% whether it's handball or not, 99% yeah. of the time. And everyone will agree. So, last almost, night the game almost, was yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that that one in the Fulham game wasn't. Yeah. The one in the Liverpool Chelsea game absolutely was. Mm. And even Carragher was saying on comms that it wasn't a penalty when it 100% was. I can't remember who it was. Was it Kante, maybe? Yeah, I think it was Kante.
0: The the box.
1: His his arm was up here, like just flaying, flaying around. If you're going to put your arms in that position, like a sterling chicken in the penalty box, <laughs> and it hits your hands, that's handball. Yeah.
0: It is. It, it's so frustrating. And it? it's like you say, because a lot of these decisions, you sort of, you instinctively sort of know. And mm-hmm. the decisions that, like, you know, when you watch VAR and the decisions which are quick mm-hmm. are the ones that we all agree on. And obviously the, the decisions that take forever
1: yep. are the ones where you go, we'll just stick with what was originally said. And them offsides, Gary Lineker keeps tweeting it. Yeah, I that level is no longer onside. Hmm. If it's anything within like I don't know, 30 cent like the width of a rule or whatever, there's no way that you should be giving that offside. Like it's just pointless. And this is what I was gonna say actually. So when VAR was brought into football, you looked at what they modeled it on was your crickets, yeah, your tennisers, blah blah blah. In cricket and tennis. There are points, runs, wickets, whatever, constantly throughout games. Stops. Constantly happens. Stops every... Always. Absolutely. Seconds. Football, you can have a game of football and nobody scores a goal.
0: This what is, exa- fans love about this is exactly
1: what I agree with, mate. It's celebrating a goal and not having to think, oh, God,
0: might be offside. Because the thing with football is, you know, obviously it's unlikely that you could go to 10 games in, in a row and not see a goal, but it's possible. Sure.
1: Absolutely. So, like, when you see a goal, Man City didn't concede a goal for what was it like sixteen games? That that? can win you. That
0: will win you the game. Sure. If if you're playing a big game, well, any game, but especially big games. And I certainly, I've always felt this when Leeds play against teams much bigger than us. Less so now because we're actually in the Prem. But when we're in League One, when we're in the Championship, if we got a big cup draw, I just wanted to take the lead. Obviously, I wanted to win the game. But you'd sort of think that might, that might not happen even if we score first. But please just score first. Because that, score. that moment of going ahead, that moment of scoring a goal, is better, the actual feeling itself at that moment is better than winning the game. You celebrate the goal more than you do the final whistle, don't you? 100%. 100%. And like Scott Parker was saying, like we're saying, that moment is being robbed. 100%. Unless you see someone whipping some, like Mason Mount's goal last night, for example, there's 100%. no debating that. You can celebrate
1: that. Because yeah. if you, you know, he's. But how many goals in the Premier League are scored from fine, fine margins? A fair few, because this is elite level, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, and they're all coming under scrutiny. Like, imagine just like what you say there in terms of like cut football and <clears> goals being what you want. So, I remember Cardiff losing in the Carling Cup final against Liverpool. I don't remember that game for losing on penalties. I remember it for Ben Turner scoring that last minute goal, which probably if VAR was about that wouldn't have counted because there was probably a foul in the box somewhere. Sure. Like can you can you imagine celebrating a goal like that as big as that? And then turning around and look at looking at a fucking screen. Screen in it. It's, there's no goal. And people who compare
0: it to other sports, like, they just don't follow a team load. So they don't like football isn't as important to them. Sure. Which is also fine, but like if you properly get what it feels like to score a goal and celebrate a goal, you know that it doesn't compare to these other sports. It it just does. Do you reckon
1: they ever go back on VAR? Do you reckon they ever scrap
0: it? I don't know. They've, they've spent so much money. And, I mean. and if we yeah, if but- we if we were to like flip on this now, and say if we play, it's pretty obvious we we're both anti VAR. But if I was playing like the devil's advocate on this. This same week, I don't know if you've seen them, but the Rangers game and the Swansea game. So Rangers didn't get given a penalty and Swansea did get given a penalty. And the two decisions are fucking shocking.
1: Absolutely. But I would rather be talking about them bad decisions like we used to do back in the day of five years ago, rather than talking about having zero excitement in football. And if I was a Rangers fan and it went against me, or a Swansea fan, God forbid, and it went against me. I would rather, ro- although it's tough to take at the time, I would rather that than in the long term being in the handcuffs of VAR, 100%. Yeah, I, I massively agree with you. It's so first, is in your And you yeah. <laughs> I'm sure
0: I'll we'll disagree about something later sure. on. Oh, while we're on football, but I went out yeah. earlier
1: and I saw this bloke running in a Barnsley shirt.
0: I see a bloke
1: running a Barnsley shirt. Before. You know, I see loads of around here Stoke shirts. Really? Like, we're like an hour and a half from Stoke. And Stoke aren't a particularly big football club, are they? I used to but play I football with Ardie, who was, was did. a Stoke
0: fan, but his dad was from Stoke. So.
1: having said that, my brother's girlfriend is a huge Stoke fan and all of her family. So it's probably just, Not just them you're sitting is, the is, street, it? is it? Yeah. <laughs> they don't keep saying hello to you, do they? <laughs> Potentially. We to right Huddersfield tonight. You? Huddersfield tonight. If we if we win, we go into into sixth. But then Bournemouth will have a game in hand on us, and Barnsley will have a game in hand. Two games. We've done Is the it double too? over Barnsley this year, yeah, and at both games they've been shocking. Oh, really? Like awful. Like really. Like Alex Mallett's all right. Plays decent football. Love Alex Mallett. Yeah, he's a player. I completely forgot that he was at Leeds. Oh, he
0: came through us, mate. Yeah, I really yeah. liked him. But
1: he just, by the end, he just wasn't up to our standard. Who's the shame. manager at Barnsley? Is it, what's his name?
0: I don't know his name. He's a new, I'm pretty sure he's a new fella.
1: He's been about the Championship uh, Championship League One a bit. Has he? Or I might be thinking of com- someone completely different. You just mumble a minute or have to Google this. Yeah, well, when we, last season,
0: because they were in a relegation battle last year, same as Luton, and both teams were good teams. They were both really good teams and they didn't, I mean, the results don't lie, but when you watch them play, they were so oh, much better than me. some of the other teams.
1: I had no idea it was him. No, it's a new fella, isn't it? Valerian Ismail. Yeah. And they had I've a weird one last them. year as well. But their man, Oh, sure they've like, got Corley Woodrow up front, haven't they? We nearly signed mm-hmm. him on deadline day. Player. But, but their man Luton last year, were
0: good size. Like we played Barnsley right at the end of the season and I think we beat them 1-0. It was important, like, we needed to win that game. And they just, I've just said they're a good team. They battered us from pillar to post, but they just couldn't score. They should have beaten us 3-4-1, or four, one. and somehow we hung on and beaten one nil. But it's no surprise that, because Luton are doing all
1: right. They started the season brilliantly, but they have 10 uh, But they're doing okay. Shocking every time they come up against a team like Cardiff, though. So many teams are. They, they? They, they play really good football, yeah. but, like, in the Championship, if, if you... If you're like just good at football and have a lot of lightweight footballers, and you come across against a team like Cardiff with Flint, Morrison, Nelson, as you're a tough team
0: to play against. That like we struggle, we've always struggled to get. We struggled against you whenever whatever style of football you play, but especially with your
1: style of football, you, now. you were just you were just our team to play against, though, mate. Like we, we've got that Fulham um, like that with us. They'll always, always be us. Yeah. Always, yeah. i never fancy you against us. Never fancy you against us, you mean. Mm-hmm. And the curry bears again. Yeah, I'm back on the Asahi, mate. I've really enjoyed it last week. I've got an Asahi and um, another curry beer. I've got a... Kingfisher? It, nah. That's my curry beer. No, Bombay. Have them, Keep Fox. going. Uh, Tiger? Next one. Chang? Nah, I missed it. Tiger? Don't know, tell me. Cobra. Oh, of course. The Cobra. Did we drink a lot of Cobra in Thailand? Or was it Vietnam? Neither, I don't think. No, yeah, we did, but it was the expensive beer in one of them places. We so you had your Saigons and your um, yeah. Leos. And then if you wanted to play like a pound for a beer, then you'd get a Cobra.
0: I'm all right, thanks. <laughs> it's a good offer. Right, anything else to talk to me about football? Um...
1: Aside from not to keep rattling on about Cardiff and I'll make this last comment and we don't need to talk about it, but I did a tweet when Mick McCarthy was um, appointed as our manager. Bag on your face, isn't it? Mm, I stick by my decision. <laughs> I tweeted that because he was originally appointed until the end of this season, and I said this stinks of Cardiff missing out on the playoffs by a couple of points and Mick getting a two year contract. We're currently two points out of the playoffs. And Mick has got a two-year contract. Say that. Um, right, fair enough, yeah. Am I mad at it? No. But I sent the Instagram post to my brother when we when we announced that he got a two-year contract. And his words were the exact ones that were in my mind. Cue Cardiff losing five games on the <laughs> as soon as we announced that. It, it so, is quite
0: early to announce it, but at the same it's time, it's...
1: But there was something like sniffing you've been, around him.
0: You've been on an incredible
1: run. Mm. And... And Celtic, one of them. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry. Yeah, we won't get yeah. into it. But I don't think they no, be, I'm, not, I'm not
0: a big fan of um, managers getting contracts at early doors but before the end of the season, but I can understand why big teams are knocking around. Sure. Boxing, did you watch um, Canelo versus Yildirim? Yildirim, Yildirim. Watch um, the highlights.
1: I also went on Instagram the same day mm-hmm. and watched some of Canelo's training videos where he's was hitting the heavy bag. Beast, it's pretty much the same fight. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that you understand. But that... let me let me just jump in there. Yes, I think that Canelo battered and bruised him, and it was an absolute foregone conclusion. Yeah. But then seeing professional boxers, i.e. Chris Eubank Jr., useless piece of toilet, tweeting, why are you fighting this guy? He's useless. I've knocked him out. It's his mandatory. Yeah, yeah. What do you want him to do? <laughs> it's weird. Just isn't it? give up a belt so we can't have this fight with Saunders as big as it is. Or yeah, if you, if you don't, don't know what up, a mandatory is, if
0: you listen to this, if you don't know what a mandatory is, it's where you've got a belt from a governing body and they say that you have to fight this person by X date or you lose
1: the belt. Exactly. It's as simple as that. So if he didn't fight this guy, he would have lost the belt. But you shouldn't need to explain that to professional boxers that have hold, held an a. IBA I don't think Chris time. Eubank's
0: listening, but I know what you mean.
1: <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying that he yeah, should I you know that right, and yeah. not be tweeting that absolute nonsense. <laughs> yeah, but he, he says things like that for the cloud, doesn't he? He says some of that, so people go, yeah. oh, yeah, he's tell right, yeah, Tell you what, yeah, though, tell Chris you what though, Chris Eubank Jr. against Kellbrook at middleweight, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. That is a fight at middleweight. It's about to be announced. Is he? I'm here for it. Yeah, 100%. That's one of them where you just he's had to give up. Neither of them middle. Not Light Welter. Oh, Brook's a lump though, isn't he? Light Welter? You mad? No, Light Middle, sorry, Light Middle. No, Middle. Well, that's where Brook's last fight was and he still struggled at the weight. I follow that... um... He was a
0: world champion at Welter.
1: Yeah, and then he fought... He jumped jumped up to Golovkin for middle weight. At middle, exactly. So he did it ages ago and he's a lump, mate. Well, he's, he is a lump.
0: Surprise, bro.
1: and man can't punch. I think he, yeah, I know he doesn't yeah. hit hard, does he? I think he punches okay. Good fight, I like it a lot. In their yeah. primes, pound for pound, Brooks a million miles ahead of him. Oh yes. At this stage in Brooks' career, yeah. and this stage, and in I think career. he's giving up things physically for that fight. Oh sure, but good fight. Right. It's interesting. I like it. Yeah,
0: I agree. <laughs> Right, so Canelo has been announced against Billy Joe Saunders. We've not actually no, really. spoke about this. You've told me, you've me. You,
1: have we? Many, well, oh, yeah, many times, but we just a different time. About recently, we? Would you like my opinion on it? No, mate, no, I'm just going to wrap it up there just before I heard it. So, I would say up until the Callum Smith fight, Canelo-Smith. Yeah. I think, okay, put it this way. The Canelo-Smith fight taught me an awful lot about Canelo. Yeah, I get that. Prior to that, I've always, 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 always said if there's ever going to be someone, because bear in mind, for the majority of the careers, they've both been at middleweight. So let's just pretend that they are still at middleweight. I've always said the one guy that troubles Canelo is Saunders, and I think Saunders beats him. But Canelo beat, um, what's his face, Kovalev, convincingly, big lump. And whether he's old or not, he's a big, big lump and hits very hard. And he's a drinker, apparently. He'd fit him well over there then, wouldn't he? <laughs> <I> <laughs> he all beat him in Russia, convincingly. Man. He overpowered him completely. Yeah, did. And then I thought, you know what, Kovalev shot. Let's not read too much into that. What he did, like, you know, how highly I rate Callum Smith. Callum Smith for me is British pound for pound number one and always has been for me. And Canelo made him look like a welterweight. He made him look like
0: everybody else he fats.
1: Everybody else. So as good as Saunders is, and as good as Saunders looked against Lemieux and Andy Lee, bear in mind that Lemieux is just a puncher that can't do a lot, is perfectly designed for Saunders to look good. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. So this is my prediction. First three or four rounds, Saunders is going to be sharp. He's going to be very quick and he's probably going to give Canelo a few problems. I don't think you're
0: going to see much action in the first two or three, are you?
1: Not necessarily. I'm not
0: not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm just saying that it's going to be a lot of sizing
1: each other up. a lot Exactly. Finding the job. Exactly. But I think Saunders is probably going to, nick these rounds on the neutral scorecard, put it that way, um, or on an objective scorecard. <laughs> it's, a sh- right. it's
0: a shame that Canelo's judges aren't objective, isn't
1: it? Exactly. <laughs> um, I think after the fourth round, it's going to open up a little bit and there's going to be some kind of exchange. And Canelo is going to realise that whatever Saunders throws at him probably isn't going to hurt him that much. Well, he could take the last and you can take not Saunders Exactly. Kind of, and Canelo's eventually going to when I say walk him down, I don't mean hands up here, walking straight forward, just slinging either side. He doesn't do that. Exactly. He's going to box properly, but walk him down. Yeah. And how Saunders has been outside of the ring for his entire career this, this is against the main... an elite fighter like Canelo, is, it's going to really show. So I would predict that middle rounds Canelo is going to get on top. Rounds seven to ten, anywhere in there, I think Canelo will stop him. And do you think he'll stop him? I think he will stop him, yeah. Can't see it going the distance. I I certainly the thing I've always
0: I've uh, I've sort of always thought Saunder might Saunders might beat him. I've always got a big thing about unbeaten fighters that if you've never been beaten, you don't know how good they can be. Sure. Um but so that's obviously plays in Saunders' favour, but you could argue that Canelo, since losing to Mayweather, is like a different fighter anyway. It's a different means. career.
1: How many times but, have you seen Saunders against average level guys? Granted, he's probably not been up for the fight, but he struggled. I can't remember the name of the bloke because he was some nobody. That that, like bloke he fought at Stevenage Stadium for the world title. And he me. struggled. And a similar bloke Wait, a class at, of the, at the Copper Box. I, I he think struggling big time. And he stopped him in the 11th or something.
0: I just don't think... I'm, I like Saunders. I rate him highly and I love it. A, I think he's brilliant. A, a boxer. Brilliant. And he, he yep. is certainly that. But like you touched on, it's very difficult to live the life he leads. At, well, we don't obviously don't know, but the, the sort of the stories that you tell and the impression that you get of the life he leads outside of the ring, it's very and difficult. And we know how
1: much it weighs at the minute, don't we? Exactly.
0: and It's very difficult to come back and keep winning when you're doing that anyway. To then sure. do that against a guy who is arguably the best on the planet who you know doesn't have a day off? This isn't a guy who is brilliant and also has days off and just comes back and wins because he's talented. Like Canelo is grinding every day and he's ridiculously talented. So, how, how do you beat that? How can you, how can you not train as hard as him and beat him? Not even training as close, but a lot of the time by looks of think. So, yeah, I think BJ Solis is a durable fella. I think it probably goes the distance. You I think Canelo, Yeah, I think it probably does. I th- Maybe not, but I think it probably does. I think Canelo...
1: I'd like to see it go the distance. I think as well. Distance, so I think up, Saunders, sure. it'll be difficult to hit him clean. Uh, he's, he's a very good boxer. You know, if sick. this fight was two years ago, I know I said this already, but if this fight was two years ago, I, I'd be 50-50 at least. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd really agree. Would. But especially I think, after Especially after the problems that Golovkin gave Canelo. Yeah. And Golovkin can't particularly box. Mm. We all know that. That's That's that's. I disagree with that massively. Okay. <laughs> massively. On a level of... No, nah, massively, mate. he's On a level of Billy Joe Saunders, no way. Different
0: styles. But if you're talking about walking down someone, what Golovkin does okay, is no, no, outstanding. No, but
1: but in, in terms of a style to beat Canelo? Maybe, yeah. You know, maybe. That's yeah. the
0: point I make. Yeah, okay, fine. But yeah, Golovkin can box. Of
1: course he can, but not... You wouldn't, if you were to des- design a style to beat Canelo, it wouldn't be Golovkin's, it would be Saunders. Is the point that I was trying to make? No, you, you, of, you, you just you just want whatever's closest to Mayweather because you know that's worked. <laughs> but when Canelo was about sixteen or however old he was. So he was, he was probably still about twenty-four at the time. Twenty-two, I at reckon. The time. I, no, Been around uh, forever. But he started he turned pro. Turned pro at sixteen. Twenty-two. He turned pro at six. Yeah, I'd say about that. 22,
0: 20, 22 to twenty-four. He wouldn't have been older than 24.
1: 23. 23, there you go. Banging. Mayweather was 36.
0: And that's a masterclass, that. He was so good that night. Right, enough of that. (laughs)
1: Let's Let's talk about proper boxing. Let's get on to
0: the serious (laughs) boxing.
1: Tommy (laughs) Fury and Jake Paul. I'm mad for it. Disclaimer. Um, YouTube boxing... (laughs) That reaction is my exact opinion on the whole thing. It's a joke, but I'm here for it. Absolutely. If you want to box and you want want to earn a shitload of money, who am I to tell you not to do it? Just, please do not watch a Nissan Gibb against Jake Paul (laughs) and tell me that you know anything about boxing. (laughs) It's just not how it works. Mate, I'll tell you what Um, I'm interested in. I'm interested
0: in... So Jake Paul is fighting Ben Askren, MMA fighter, obviously been in the UFC.
1: Unbelievable but, MMA fighter, by yeah, the way. But, Unbelievable. Yeah, but shit at stand-up. Like, oh, you can't strike for me. No, I've, no I've watched
0: some Ben Askin videos the other day, and I'm not joking here. I think I might be
1: a better boxer than Ben Askin. I wouldn't disagree. Honestly, I wouldn't mate. Disagree. I was watching it. because I, it's, I like it's like his hands his hands are on rubber bands <laughs> like behind his ears. I, I,
0: like, I want Jake Paul to lose against an actual fighter, because yeah. as much as I don't mind YouTube boxing, it's funny... I really don't want the credibility of actual fighters to go out the window. And I'm watching the Ben Askren thing, and I'm like, mate, you're not going to get knocked out, are you? Please don't get knocked out.
1: I think Jake Paul stops Ben Askren, unfortunately. (laughs) Imagine that happens. I really do. Imagine that happens. I think it's gonna. this is what's going to happen in that fight. It's going to be two blokes that can't box for the life of them. However, one has spent his entire fighting career trying to not get hit by really hard people. So Ben Askren is going to make it look shocking for about five rounds. And then Jay ball is eventually going to chin him, I reckon. Wait, I'm, but that, that's all I can see. Happening. I've got no idea what's going to happen in that. But I'm fucking here for it. But what I am here for, you can forget the fight. you can forget anything else I'm here for Big John Fury going mental at Jake Paul in press conferences (laughs) that is what i want.
0: what I want to see is him offer the entire purse to Jake and Logan Paul (laughs)
1: like he did
0: with David (laughs) Ian I'll bet you a million pounds (laughs) that's what I want to see also obviously Uh, we can't see this anymore but I'd love to see the footage do you know the video of Tommy Fury with the hair extensions in
1: oh my goodness me I've got it somewhere
0: I want to see him I would like to see the bit before where he went to Molly May and said oh babe can I just borrow your, your hair extensions <laughs> I'm just about to call out a YouTuber he's,
1: it's only, mental, he's, though, he's only 21 because... no 23 oh is he I think so um, he's just like he's obviously just a really nice fellow isn't he like <laughs> he ain't got a bad bone in his body but that was just it's it was class. just like imagine, like as much as Tommy Fury would probably box the, probably box the socks off Jake Paul. It, I think he'd probably just take his head. Well, I don't know. Jake Paul's not small, no, but Jake Paul's a big lump. He's twenty. He's twenty one. Is he really? Blimey. me, but Jake Paul's. He's, whether he's been boxing or he's been boxing for three years, whatever, he, he his shape's all right and Tommy Fury's not great, let's have it right. It'll probably be an half decent fight and Tommy Fury did eventually knock him spark out. Know, but if you were to put them in a press conference together, this Jake Paul <laughs> fella has got like five billion followers on whatever social media platforms, talks absolute nonsense for a living and you've got this bloke that couldn't even chat, chat up a bird on Love Island. <laughs> Going at each other. You've got big John Fury one side. You've got Jake Paul's brother the other side. It's just going to be a mismatch, is it? would oh, be amazing. It'd be amazing. I'd pay for the press conference. I wouldn't necessarily pay for the fight, but I'd pay for the press conference. Absolutely. This all came from Tyson doing a uh, doing a tweet to Jake Paul. They must have I don't think fights. it was ever a plan. But like, if Tyson Fury can get into this YouTube boxing, then just let him crack on. The me. The Not to get into it all too much, but the fact that there's more people watching boxing is better for us all, surely. Absolutely. Mate, if they're entertaining, fights it,
0: if they're entertaining <laughs> fights, it doesn't necessarily
1: even matter about a standard, does it? As long as, and this, I don't want to sound like big old John from the British Boxing Board of Control or whatever, here, but because as long John. as they're not like taking money out of credible fighters' pockets, which they're not, they're doing it on completely separate platforms, leave them to it. Leave him to it, right? Boxing um, done. Oh, what are you going to do? Quick one, really quick. Josh Taylor Ramirez.
0: I was going to actually add this to the list today, but I didn't bother. What a fight! Great fight,
1: Josh Taylor. Did you know
0: like he's this... going to be
1: the first four belt unified world champion in British history? Yeah, I do know that. It's Mental. also
0: four belts has only been going 20 years. But still it'd be incredible. It's a headline though, mate. It? Let's not get into that because it deserves more time than we can give it today. John. And the fight's not till was it May? May summit. Uh yeah, it's, I it's
1: think May. it's week after Canalo. Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah, so do I. So, yeah, it is.
1: Good fight.
0: Right, it's my turn for football trivia this week. Fire away. Mate, my trivia's not as good as yours. What? you sound but. like you're shocked. <laughs> Well, I also know that you're not going to be as good at getting trivia not, as me. I'm
1: not going to get the answers. <laughs> it's pointless
0: right, so, all round. So, earlier in the week, City went to, so I think it was 21 games consecutive wins. Yep. So, I've stuck on the theme of consecutives. I didn't want to steal oh, you thunder from who's your players because I thought. And you
1: made these really hard to make me look really stupid in front of all of our zero listeners.
0: No, nah, no. Nah. Okay, I think they're quite easy, actually. I was going to find some others, but I didn't got them so they've set record or equal the record whatever they're getting headlines about record wins yep. most consecutive losses now the top team you're not going to get I'll reveal that afterwards because it's ridiculous but in English football which club and have a guess at how many of the most consecutive losses
1: English football in general
0: yeah but you don't need to think that deep
1: Sheffield Denied Consecutive losses?
0: In our lifetime.
1: Point in the direction of a league that in general I should uh, be looking at it.
0: It's I'm guessing it started in the premiership and carried on to the championship, but it might have just been
1: premiership. Sunderland. Boom. Um, <laughs> <that Pidge>. t- <laughs> it <laughs> messages I'm me an, every time Sunderland score. What's his name? Charlie White that scores all their goals. He's like, get okay, him on the plane. <laughs> Isn't Charlie White good? Charlie White. Oh, okay. a, yeah, sorry. A, is his first name Charlie, I think so. Anyway. Uh, how many games in a row do You reckon they lost? Um, so I reckon it's back end of the Premier League, start the Championship. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's what it is. Yeah. It's not more than fifteen.
0: Seventeen. Right, the record. The only reason I bring this up is because of what I'm going to go on to. The record is eighteen, which is Darwin, right. which is in like the late 1800s. But did you ever Darwin. watch that? Yeah, did you ever watch that Netflix program, The English Game, or something? Yes, it's yeah, that yeah. team. It's about that. It's about them. Oh uh, Okay, good little documentary, that right? isn't it? Well, not it's not a fucking documentary.
1: I didn't watch all Darwin. of it. it yeah, it's pretty good. It, it
0: was right. right, next one. Sheesh. I don't know if you'll get the all of these. You should you'll get most of them. That's a I might four need a clue or two. Four clubs uh-huh. have won the top flight of English football. Yep. Three years in a row. Yep. Can you name Man, the four
1: clubs? Man United. How when do you reckon they did it? That would have been from I'll give you a clue, actually. Man United are the only team to do it twice. I didn't know that. No, I didn't. So, the years that I'm thinking, either side of 08? Yes, they did.
0: 2006,
1: 7, 7 8, and 8, 9. Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. And okay, they also did um, it. Other two, Nottingham Forest?
0: No. There's three I clubs, have... sorry. There's, there's, there's four clubs in total. It's happened five so times. But... Okay. Two big clubs. One not Arsenal? So big club.
1: In the I, tw- couldn't even, I couldn't even... No, you wouldn't know that. that. There is in the 30s. I reckon Villa. Uh, so we've got Arsenal. You said there was only two big clubs?
0: No, there's three big clubs in total. One more big club.
1: It's Liverpool. In the 80s, yeah. And this other one... I'm surprised it wasn't Arsenal. Who did oh, I guess last? You said Villa, it's not Villa. Villa, I'm surprised it's not Villa.
0: The other one is in the 20s. Okay. Uh,
1: I don't think you'll know this. What league are they in now? Championship. Is it someone (coughs) rogue-like? Bristol City or something stupid? It's rogue, but it's not Bristol City. They were in the Premiership
0: recently. It was a surprise they were in the Premiership.
1: Did Did they do a season? Maybe they did two. I can't remember. No, give me a geographical geographical clue
0: Yorkshire Huddersfield first nice. team to
1: do it in the 20s you know what I feel like I've heard that before I might have told you it before that's great trivia <laughs> that though that's <laughs> really good know. trivia aside from the big clubs because there's no in it but, yeah.
0: yeah right this next one
1: it's just it's a a for this segment by the way this is great isn't it it's
0: good Pretty this good. one most consecutive seasons in the top flight for the current Premier League clubs which clubs do you reckon have had the most consecutive seasons in the top flight that
1: are currently there so your obvious ones I'm just going to go off a top three here United nah they're fourth Liverpool they're third Arsenal they're first Spurs
0: Everton they're second. So you've got Arsenal, Everton, Liverpool. Blimey. You'd not guess that, would you? Mate, I don't think you'd guess how many consecutive seasons they've had. Okay. Um, Liverpool are
1: third, Everton are second, Arsenal the first. When do the records go back to? As long as, as, long as top flight has okay. been going. Uh, have they all got the same? No, no, no. Okay, I'm just going to guess the top one. And I reckon it's been, so we're in what, 21 now? Yeah. 100 years. 95 Arsenal. Boy. 95 consecutive years. wonder how many teams there were around back then. Probably quite a few still. I'd have thought maybe you're
0: 10, fifty. I think the, the thing yeah. you have is not
1: necessarily how many well, clubs. We, we won the FA Cup in 27.
0: <clears throat> yeah, okay, fair enough.
1: I don't order. know. I, I suppose the other thing is I don't know how deep the leagues go. That's true. Still got me top dog though. Still got me top dog. I like it. Right, Anyone calling else? it. That's football
0: trivia for this week. It's been a good chat. You got anything to say before we go?
1: Yeah, for people listening, this is the second podcast that we've recorded. Yeah, you're probably my might... first one out. No, you probably. I'm not sure whether you're going to listen to this one. The first one you definitely never listen to. But I really enjoyed this. I thought it was really good fun. And I I don't think I'm going to listen back to this one and cringe my balls off. Yeah, I heard
0: you.
1: Um, fuck VAR. All for YouTube boxing. Um, that's all I've got to say. Right. Final you?
0: word from Tom Stanley. Thank you very much. See you next week, boys and girls. Bye.
1: Uh, t-